0: Ampies, it's Morgan doing the intro this time. Hope this pod finds you well after our little break. This is our mailbag episode, which we had a ton of fun recording. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions. We had so, so much fun answering them. And because we're us, we rambled and got chaotic and horny and all that good stuff. Just wanted to give you a heads up that our discussion does get a little spoilery. LaToya, Jill and I are actually all the way through season three of our rewatch first watch recording sessions and we couldn't resist throwing in some hot takes so please watch out for those if you haven't seen season three secondly we're taking a little break on recording which shouldn't mess with the release schedule to get through and edit our backlog of episodes and maybe record some bonus episodes about other shows movies things etc and maybe do another mailbag episode if we have the time or get the questions if there's Anything you'd like to see us cover, please email us or add us on Twitter. Now, without further ado, The Empire Diaries.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Empire Diaries Mailbag Edition! Pew, 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 Make a sound effect, Jill.
0: <laughs> That's oh the cutest God. thing I've ever heard. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Jill, <laughs> I love you. Uh,
2: I have not been sleeping. <laughs>
1: These are the kind of stories you get on mailback episodes. You won't get them on a regular episode of The Empire Diaries.
0: <laughs> no, I would never say this dumb stuff on a normal episode. We would never reveal, like,
1: our deep subconscious. <laughs> how terrified we are all the time.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm Latoya Ferguson. <laughs> and I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Davio. So
1: today, we are going to answer questions from our fans. From our enemies, possibly?
0: Possibly. Ooh. But first, uh, we're going to read some five-star reviews. Pew, pew, yeah. pew, Um, yes, I'm so excited about these. Uh, our first five-star review comes from Gilmore Gabby, Ooh. and it's entitled, Love the Pod. Ladies, I love the podcast. I just listened to the season one finale ep, and I just wanted to shout out how grateful I am that there's a balanced shipping perspective on the pod. I remember when TVD was airing, it could get real toxic all up in there. So it's nice to hear people have normal and balanced conversations about it. Also, I love these dumb hot boys so much. I too
1: love these dumb hot boys so much. (laughs) I mean, I am all about removing toxic from our community, so...
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, we must remove Toxic from the community. Uh, yeah, it, it is intense uh, sometimes if you look in. I recently took a peek into the kind of like what the Twitter fandom mm-hmm. sphere looks like. And of what I could see, it's it remains pretty intense. And I was really? like, cool. Yeah. Uh, some some of it, yeah, because I mean, it's, if you think about it, it's a decades-long franchise. Like, people are really intense. Yeah. Uh, and I saw some, like, pairings I didn't even know about, mostly from the originals, and I was like, oh, okay. Not, like, sp- huge spoilers for me, but that I was like, oh, yeah, I guess this is a ship you could care about from what I saw of the originals. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, so we should probably
1: warn people uh, that we, there will be, I guess, spoilers ba- uh, based on where we are right now in our airing schedule, because, uh, surprise, we have uh, watched completely the first three seasons of The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> yes, Joe has seen the season three finale of The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to mention that to segue into the fact that once... Klaus and Caroline becomes anything resembles anything. I'm so terrified for them to attack us. I am very scared. Please don't attack us. I mean, we will fight you, but also we don't want to fight you. We're gonna fight you. (laughs) Which kind of reveals how we feel about them, also.
0: (laughs) I also think we don't say anything like that. Like we're not in support of it, but we're also not like how. Well, no, we do say different uh-huh. things should have happened instead. <laughs> there's also, yeah, there's also the time I almost called Klaus the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Claire, line shippers. I'll say it. I said the word. Um, I do. This is my first watch through where I occasionally got a little horny for them. Mm-hmm. So I will. I will say I tried my best to like. <laughs> look at it and be like, what if I really wanted this? And, you know, there's something there. I I, I get it. And maybe it's not my number one. But, you know, different strokes for different folks. Big ups to people of all stars and stripes. <laughs> Big ups. <laughs> Big ups. Big ol' ups. If it makes you happy, then great. <laughs> as long as you
2: don't yell at me.
0: <laughs> oh jill don't yell at jill don't yell at jill yell at me instead okay i'm new here oh jill. she made that cute little sound before how can you ever yell at her yell at me i'm a dumbass <coughs> our next review is from melena trash is that Elena? i think so yeah it's, <laughs> is this you <laughs> no no Uh, Matt. I mean, based on the review, it might be you. (laughs) It very much could be. The title is Nostalgic AF with Great Energy. TVD was my everything in high school, and this is giving me all the nostalgia. I love the energy of this pod. I stand all the references to my other favorite show, New Girl. Can't wait to hear more, especially season three and six, which contain my fave misunderstood three letter K named boys huh
1: <laughs> well we know one of them for season three is cole which i am sorry in
0: advance uh melana trash i am sorry we don't we aren't kind to him uh and i i'm sorry to you because you seem so lovely but we, yeah. we do say good things about new girl and uh i mean morgan has already said good things about the second
1: one uh from season six uh she stuck those in and we will continue to
0: don't worry he's good <laughs> he is good to me he is good to me. I am so worried. I'm going to be a absolute monster during season six. <laughs> oh, you are. You are going to rival Jill's Tyler love. Like bring it on. <laughs> yeah, Jill. This is my Tyler. It's going to be a problem. I'm so ready. <laughs> I am nervous. <laughs> uh, but anyway, dot dot dot. <laughs> Anyway, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for these reviews. Yeah, they're so sweet and they make me smile and I, I really love them. Thank you. I'm not a stranger. No, I am young. Something something. I will never learn the lyrics after that, honestly. I refuse to. <laughs> when will plum come on the pod? <laughs> <What's-> <laughs> we'll
1: just make it jill interviewing plum we will not be here.
2: oh my god <laughs> talk about anxious
1: <laughs> this will be a good one um this is from sophia and uh, the subject is mr ian encounters should be an official part of the show now which <laughs> i agree uh so everyone send your if you have any mr ian encounters please tell them yes yes and so uh, Sophia's uh, email ha- says hello. Actually just says hi. I, I see. I Bellas. I'm already lying about which- <laughs> in these emails. I'm sorry, you guys. Rude How journalistic
0: integrity. Mm.
1: <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> Sophia says I had to pause halfway through the latest episode, uh, which is a high podcast praise, to be honest. To just email you uh, with my own out of body experience caused by Mr. Ian talking to me because Latoya's <laughs> anecdote brought back feelings. Oh. Mm. So I was on a freelance assignment to a TVD press conference during a local con, and I was freaking the F out. The panel was with Mr. Ian, Paul Wasilewski, and Kat Graham. Yes, wow. she, she, like, she puts put the full Polish name in there, too. She, she's a fan of our podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, thank you. We respect you. <laughs> and I was allowed one question. I don't even remember what question I asked because it was all from a list of pre-approved questions my editor had sent to me. Whatever. It wasn't interesting. <laughs> I think it was just a random ship love triangle question. The important bit. However, Mm -hmm. is that when I got uh, the mic to ask my question and introduce myself, Hi, I am Sophia from Blank Magazine, before I even asked anything, Mr. Ian grabbed the mic, looked me straight in the eye, and said, Hi, Sophia. (gasps) Oh, my. Oh, wow. And then I blacked out until I had filed the piece. (laughs) (laughs) The sad part is that I lost the recording of that press conference and will never again listen to Mr. Ian saying, Hi, Sophia. But I did play it for a lot of my friends, both interested and uninterested in TBD, while I had it on my phone.
0: Ah! <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, girl. I, I I, I, love you. I respect you. And I would like to tell you about a way that you could have had that happen again. There was this thing on Facebook, or if you liked the Vampire Diaries on Facebook, there was some kind of promotional video they did where... Mr. Ian himself was in a video like in a spooky graveyard with like fog and crows around him and he would say your name in the video it was crazy I remember like sitting in my bedroom at my like desk that I you know pulled all my like late night honors homework boring shit at, (laughs) and you know him being like Hey, Morgan, this season of The Vampire And I was like, ah! <laughs> I <laughs> truly uh, like, screamed upon hearing it. And I was like, how did they do that? And I actually don't know how they did it. Did he just pre-record a bunch of names? I guess he did. It's a lot of work. Isn't it? It was really strange. And I've never seen anything else like it, but smart marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Sophia wrapped up the email
1: saying, Alright, thank you for reading this uninteresting-for-anyone-else-but-very-important-to-me anecdote. And most of all, thank you for the amazing pod, which makes me laugh out loud alone in my room, on the reg. Hugh Cut by Plum by Morgan. (laughs) Yes. I
2: don't wanna be afraid
0: (laughs) Something, something, something (laughs) Cut by Plum (laughs) Cut by Plum (laughs) It's cut by Plum. It cut
1: by Plum. And uh, she attached a uh, picture from the three of them at the press conference, which I will share with you guys right now. Oh my gosh, Ooh, please.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, I love this email. So sweet. I
2: love good encounters with <laughs> celebrities. That was such a weird way of saying
0: that. <laughs> oh, they look so cute. I wow that this would have been intimidating to see the three of them together they're so pretty wow they're so pretty why is he wearing that hat he does that
1: loves a hat he that is his signature look
2: Mm -hmm. okay I thought he was holding a
0: beer at first that is a microphone (laughs) Uh. Jill sees what she wants to see (laughs) I also have a friend's uh, Mr. Ian sighting story that I don't want to misquote, so I'll see if she'll write it down for us and I can read it on the pod for her because it's a very good one. Yes, we need that.
1: (laughs) So this email is from, it seems, a boy who is not Michael Chasen. What? A boy? Yeah. We have boy listeners. Boy? Hi, boy. Uh, (gasps) Nathan. Uh, the subject is, I knew the risk, but I had to fight you. Amazing. <laughs> the sentence is, don't be fooled by the arguably violative uh, subject of this email, because I capital L-O-V-E this podcast and all of its horny hosts. <laughs> uh, I found this podcast about two weeks ago, randomly at work. Wow. And it has wow. quickly become my second favorite podcast to listen to. Behind the Joe Budden podcast. Wow, that's some boy energy. So that that were number two for him. That Ooh. is awesome. That's great. And that uh, yeah. apparently the Joe Budden podcast is Spotify's number one podcast. So again, we're number two to this guy, Nathan. Thank you, we, Nathan. We won't fight you because we love you. We but if you want us to you. fight you, we might do it as a treat. Mm-hmm. We'll <laughs> fight you as a treat. <laughs> uh, it took me all of one week to catch up and I had a blast doing it. Aww. One of my favorite samples of the show is when you girls threaten to fight us all if we don't agree. <laughs> it literally <laughs> makes me laugh out loud every time. <laughs> uh speaking of while i do adore this insanely beautiful podcast i've also had all but two moments where i wanted to fight the podcast as well
2: mm.
1: or more mm. like debate seeing as how i've never won a single fight in my life uh, <laughs> i do want to throw two quick points out there that hopefully if you read this we're reading it baby uh, yeah. you will have a quick discussion about the first being a uh, stupid demo killing mason <laughs> and yes he said damo uh mm. i love our fans <laughs> I was sad when when Mason was killed off. However, 100% think Damon killing him was the right move. Mason was a good boy. Jesus, everything we say is like broken people's brains and now they're saying it too. (laughs) Mason was a good boy, didn't want to trouble, but that didn't change the fact that he almost killed Stefan and Caroline during the full moon. So I would argue that having a constant threat of fatal werewolf fight looming over Damon's head every full moon is a justifiable reason for wanting to nip that problem in the bud. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's true. It's true. I don't know if David was thinking about that, but I mean, it is a a good case to be made. It felt like
0: he was thinking a lot more about the fact that, like, this guy was with Catherine (laughs) when he did it. Uh, But I mean, he feels the same way about Tyler. Like, once Tyler triggers his curse, he also wants to kill Tyler. Um, Jill, I'm sorry, but this is the truth. Uh, Your boys (laughs) are fighting. Uh, But... I don't know, still, it demonstrated a severe lack of chill on Damon's (laughs) part and uh, I'm bummed about it, because Mason as as we've all said, is a good boy, but I guess it was
2: a threat, I don't know, but still But like, everyone would be a threat on
0: that show (laughs) Especially also, he's just like, look, I'm like, I want things to be chill like, if he'd listened to his explanation, like, you know Mason wants to tie himself up every full moon. He he drinks his wolfsbane and chains himself to stuff.
1: Yeah, he almost killed and Caroline because he was fucked over by Tyler's dumb party at the watering hole. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Jill. (laughs) Can't defend that one. (laughs) (laughs) Can't defend those shorts. No. (laughs) Take them off.
0: Tyler's (laughs) horniness
1: strikes again. (laughs) And then, uh, which brings me to my second point, John Gilbert and the Council of Idiots. (laughs) 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 I wholeheartedly agree that their hatred of vampires is suffocated by the ignorance of bigotry and can be seen as uh, immoral. But if we looked at it through the eyes of the humans, I can understand not wanting your town to be plagued by vampires, when people are constantly dying around them. Had John not used the Gilbert device, uh, there would have been a bloodbath during Founder's Day. Not all vampires are purely evil, but with all their heightened emotions and the complexity of the humanity switch, they are all walking time bombs. Oh, definitely agree. Uh, yeah. yeah. John Gilbert's uh, a complicated figure, which we will uh, get into more once our, uh, more of our season two episodes dr- drop. Uh, I know Jill never has any sympathy for him. No, no. Morgan and I find some.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think you uh, might enjoy some conversations we have in season three, not to hugely spoil anything kind of about the ethics of the council and you know, wishing that there was maybe a more solid human perspective that also felt sympathetic on the show. Because of course there is, like, as a human being, uh, you would, I love vampires. I love the Vampire Diaries. But if I were living in Mystic Falls as a human being, I would be worried. (laughs) And I feel like the show struggles to find a human perspective that, they don't like immediately flip to either being evil or stupid or flip to immediately being fine with all the vampires because the story needs to keep going on. Um, I think they try it with Matt. I think they try it with Rick. I think they try it with other characters that I don't want to, you know, we haven't talked about yet, Uh, but it it is something that's missing. And I, I totally agree. Yes. Uh, And just to close up this email,
1: Nathan says, uh, love the podcast, Bonnie rules, stay horny.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Nathan.
2: I love that. Bonnie does rule. She does. That is correct.
1: <laughs> That's a fact, baby.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maria writes, uh, subject, horny mailbag. <laughs> 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 Our ampy queens. Ah, I like that. I like the sound of that. Ooh. I can't believe I'm sending this dumb and horny comment slash question. <laughs> Have you all noticed how horny Damon gets when things get violent, especially when that violence is directed against him? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Early season one, Caroline hits him with a, uh, with a lamp, throws something else at him, which excites him. After right <sighs> Vicky is killed, Elena shoves, then tries to hit him, and he barely restrains himself enough to tell her to leave. Season two, first episode, Catherine and threatens him, and he responds by making out with her. Two ten, which uh, uh, have we gotten there yet? N- no, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for like the release schedule, obviously we haven't gotten there yet, but like we're about to. That's so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh when he shows up uh at, at Slater's, and, and Elena again tries to punch him, he stops her, but it's clearly super turned on. When he grabs her, oh we discussed, we discussed that. <laughs> oh, yep. We discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed that. Problematic? I mean, I would him if he
0: asked. I don't kick shame. Oh, we love it. We're here for it. <laughs> Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Maria. Damon is so Horny for you to punch him in the face and step on his neck, and I love it about him. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. Past and future guest Michael Chasen uh brings up in our masquerade episode like how horny he is for like Catherine's hatred of him, <laughs> and I truly like yeah. I mean Latoya, you've said it a million times. He like wants to be punished. He like yeah. enjoys it. He like. Strong sub energy, <laughs> yeah. Damo the sub. I was gonna say, like, Elena doesn't seem like much of a dom, though. I know. <laughs> what? Hmm. That's where I'm like, will this work ever? But I yeah. also think that maybe that that tends to be like a, um, like a bad like acting out behavior of his. So maybe he actually needs someone he can meet in a more equal way, but. I mean, yeah, I guess his evolution as a character will be when he, he can stop
1: being a sub. Because, like, every other woman he's had, like, when you get Rose, Andy Starr, Rebecca, Saint, they're all
0: dobs. Yeah. So are we arguing, like, over the course of the series, Damon's hopefully gonna learn to top? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I know we shouldn't call straight people tops and bottoms. I know that that's not good, but... For comedic effect, it <laughs> felt necessary. <laughs> oh God. oh God, I love that it. Show is so horny. <laughs> how could we be anything but?
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, imagine people. Wonder if there's anyone who's upset with us being horny. I know they're upset with us
2: laughing. I'm sorry. Upset with Morgan laughing, but being horny specifically. <laughs> I don't see how you could watch the Vampire Diaries and not be horny. Like there's there's something for everyone in there.
0: <laughs> Michael
2: attempting to be horny for the show
0: is always hilarious. I will argue, I think he got his horniest in the masquerade one where he talks about that. And I was like, listening to it and I was like, yeah, I'm so proud of him. (laughs) (laughs) God, we're so
1: stupid. Truly. (laughs) This email is from Julia, uh, subject, the simple intimacy of cut by plum. Yes. Yes very good hello Latoya Morgan and Jill first thank you so much for this podcast I don't think I realized just how deep my love for this show was until I started listening to your podcast and talking to you about my opinions even though you cannot hear me (laughs) Trevino train
2: yes (laughs) yeah all aboard baby
1: It was the first show I ever watched on Netflix back in the early days of streaming, and it makes me nostalgic for the days when I would rewatch the first three seasons in my college dorm. I have now started referring to Damon as Damo in my head, so thank <laughs> you for that as well. Damo's a good fucking bit. I don't care if you <laughs> don't like it, people.
0: <laughs> thank you, typos. <laughs> I mean, it stuck more than Caro did. Yeah, that one didn't work. I'll be oh. honest, I still sometimes write Caro in my notes. <laughs> 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 it helps, it's short. <laughs> Question for Latoya and
1: Morgan: What are your favorite upcoming needle drops? uh No spoilers. I mean, now that you've seen the first three, you can you can talk to Jill. Mm-hmm. Upcoming needle drops. I, so we can't. We shouldn't say anything. I mean, it's weird because obviously we've watched the first three, and I'm like I'm thinking, are, are there any great needle drops post the three seasons that I can think of? You know,
0: hmm.
2: listen, you cannot beat a three oh three needle drop, <laughs> and we got that already. Cup by Plum, obviously.
0: cup yes. by Plum, obviously. I think season six is some 90s stuff. Yeah. That's fun. Um, I think season eight has some like nostalgic drops. Yeah. So it doesn't really count. So like, I'm really looking forward to those. I'm really looking forward to season eight and the show really like, I think deservedly dining out on its own nostalgia in terms of like references and needle drops and stuff like that. Like, I think uh, we've talked about it, how every episode is titled after some season one dialogue uh, and that rules. Um, Cause you know, why make a show if you're not gonna agree that you're excited you made a good TV show? Like that's part of the fun. Um, so yeah, those, I think we've talked, uh, Stay, Rihanna's Stay is gonna play. Mm, yeah, you, you mentioned that. Uh, I, yeah. I could say uh, Bon Jovi's You Give
1: Love a Bad Name, that will play, that hasn't played yet, uh, Jill. There's gonna be a Bon Jovi Needle Drop?
2: Yeah, there <laughs> is.
0: Oh my God. Stefan finally moonwalks. <laughs> I mean, obviously it, it has to do with Stefan. Like, there's no, yeah. if, if it didn't have to do with Stefan, that'd be offensive. Worse than not allowing him to have screen time with his wife, for sure. <laughs> so weird. Very strange. Uh, yeah, guys, when we get to see we'll be discussing that a lot. It's
1: so, it's so weird. It's very strange. <laughs> Uh yeah, um Julia also mentioned like the C- cigar Ross uh, needle drop in the season three finale, which mm. obviously, yeah. We were discussing that and I'm like, I can't pronounce the name of the song. And <laughs> I still can't. Da Da... I would've put it in the chat,
0: you try to read it. Oh god, it's not gonna go well if I try. I to thought you guys have tried to. Fair enough. Da... Yeah, that's I wasn't expecting it to be that hard to say. I couldn't pronounce it before. Duolingo. (laughs) Yeah, I feel bad. I I, I truly don't know.
1: Are you ready for this email to like end in a way that you're going to like lose your mind? Oh no. So anyway, here's a clip I made using my extremely basic editing skills of Fallout Boy underscoring Damon and Elena. That's quotes kissing. (sighs) Oh... I cannot download it right now, but I will download it later for us all to watch. A preemptive thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you so, so, so much. <laughs> Team Bonnie, always and forever. Julia, love it. Oh, yes. uh, Jill, what follow up boy song do you wish was in this show? And Latoya, what follow up boy song do you wish was in this show? Mm. I mean, I've
1: already said dance dance before, like for, you know, stuff in moonwalking.
2: I kinda want um let me see. Honestly, uh church.
1: Yes. Uh thanks for the memories where it's like demo trying to be cool, dissing Catherine.
0: Yes. Yeah, church would rule, uh Heaven's Gate would rule for Mania. Um yeah. but all of these are
1: too late. They should all be actually uh, like uh Cho covers like at Lockwood Manor. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um I fully had the Vitamin String Quartet Fallout Boy album that was like all cello covers of I know what Vitamin String Quartet is I'm aware I lived through the early 2000s as well I told Michael that existed and he was like I want that
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay uh this is from Maria uh says, hello ladies I was the person who called your unabashed charming in my Apple review the one you read at the open of the season one finale. So I didn't know how horny you would all get, and I loved it. Oh, we're only getting hornier. It's gonna get so much worse. <laughs> I mean, again, I already I said Sage's name. Should I just say that uh that is like the, the peak of our horniness? Whew. we are.
2: Yeah, we're gonna
1: get canceled for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are bad people. We are a we're bad feminists. A smidge off the rails in that one. <laughs> In that one? In that one. Yeah, in in the multiple
1: Sage episodes. It's we like threw all reasoning and
0: critical thinking out every time she was in a scene. It's the only way though. Like, I we we discuss the problems that exist with the character and her rationale and some of the things that she says about women. <laughs> But at the end of the day, (laughs) Sage is an agent of raw, uncut horniness, and she had to be discussed in the the same way. I mean, yeah, all that horniness,
1: and then in between that are, you know, the trees. (laughs) Good lord. (laughs) We're so stupid.
0: This podcast is dumb.
1: (laughs) Uh Maria has a suggestion for future episodes, which we've already failed at because we're, we're doing this now. Is uh do a running count of Damon giving Elena jewelry. I think he does it a few times in season one with her necklace and it's a recurring theme for at least the first few seasons, if I remember correctly. Uh yeah. Uh, it's too late. If we haven't started counting things from the beginning, we're not counting them.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. We we can't if, if you could give us like an updated number at a yeah. certain point, then I could we could count from then for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, thanks again for some uh, uh, needed humor and horniness during these tough times Maria and Ampy thank you Ampy thank you Ampy Uh, this is from Alexis Uh, this is the Tyler slash Trevino train questions yes (laughs) that's
2: what I've been waiting for
1: (laughs) maybe I'll save some of them for you to read to yourself later I knew the first one. I had to send a second Q and A letter, so I'll read their first one later. But let's see, several questions. I'm so excited. Oh, Alexis, it seems is watching for the first time. Actually,
2: Alexis, I'm
1: not alone. Uh, Just like uh, plum and cut. You
2: are not alone. I am not alone. (laughs)
1: uh does Tyler ever get a love interest other than Matt at Matt's mom and if so can you guys describe them in a vague non-spoiler description for us watching for the first time so yeah that's what gives me the impression Alexis is watching for the first time so but we're gonna put this at the top so Alexis can turn it off after for all the spoilers we've given in this episode
0: Mm -hmm. uh there's someone who cares very deeply about the person that they're with um and respects Tyler and all of the Jill's like it's me it's me (laughs) Um, let's look this this imaginary love interest that we're talking about let's call her Jill Uh, Jill you know in quotes is a kind person (laughs) who cares very much for Tyler uh, is a uh, fierce uh, protector of him and uh, you know is, is ride or die basically, which uh, kind of rules. It's what Tyler deserves.
1: Yes. Can't wait to see uh, Tyler and Jill together. Oh, God's name. What season does peak Tyler content happen?
2: Mm.
0: Probably
1: two. Two.
2: Yeah. He's got
1: good stuff in six, Two.
2: Mm-hmm. Six yes. is good for everyone. Yeah, he had some good stuff in three, mm-hmm.
0: some small good stuff. When he was there. <laughs> yeah. I'd say two is probably the peak, because the yeah. the like the arc with his stuff is mwah, chef's kiss.
1: Couple questions about like the Aztec origins of the Sun and the Moon curse. Uh is, it does ask like does the Aztec uh, lore ever get included again? Is it important? Show the mythos or one just one-off thing. It is important. Uh write it down in your vampire diary, uh, mm-hmm. Alexis. <laughs> Can you count how many times Tyler and Elena talk to each other in the entire series on one or two hands? It's it's two hands. I don't know mm-hmm. if it gets any higher than two hands.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're you're fine with just your hands. Yeah,
1: I mean, three season three is the most they interact as far as we've gotten. Right? Yeah, it's the yeah. peak
0: of the best friends for sure.
1: Best friends. Best friends. <laughs> uh, also, can we edit a fuck Mary kill round to the top boys list? That might be uh, too horny for Michael.
2: Ooh,
0: oh. I love a good fuck Mary kill. It's the it's the best. Yeah. Um, I would love to add if if you guys have fuck Mary kills for us, like speci- specifically to our tastes or anything like that, please let us know because it's my favorite game. Uh, because I love I love psychologically destroying my friends and making them <laughs> choose between their crushes or people that they hate.
1: Wow, you're such a nice person, Morgan, as you always say.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm very sweet.
1: <laughs> you're a baby. I'm baby. <laughs> like it says thank you all for all your work with this podcast listening and watching tv along
2: with y'all is a highlight in quarantine thank Aww. you so much it's also a highlight in quarantine for us yeah <laughs> i mean i'm speaking for you guys but i assume
0: <laughs> oh
1: very much so uh okay so looking at Alexis's past email actually mm-hmm. i read the first one first it's like so uh they they watched it originally the first 18 episodes season one back as a teen and then oh. just stopped watching. So, like this is now like kind of like a real first time watch. Like I think they're watching along with us. So yeah.
2: That's oh, so good.
1: That is cool. And this is a question about what scenes do you wish you had seen in season one or even the future? Which it's kind of like I, I want to see hardcore fucking. I know <laughs> Joe wants to see uh, Elena and Steve just bang it out hard. Oh my gosh. That's all you've
2: ever wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I won't insult them them.
2: on this episode but yeah
0: (laughs) more scenes in the cabin um (laughs) huh what do i give me
2: more cabin (laughs)
0: um i i all of the scenes that i want are like dumb shit posty comedy scenes Mm -hmm. um and i will bring them up probably in later episodes like namely people in history class like poking Stefan in the ribs and being like can you give me the answer because you were there and um stuff like that um yeah I wish I, there are like some dynamics I think I wish we had more of like I wish I just wish Jenna was in every scene, <laughs> every, scene.
1: Um,
0: every single scene we where we <laughs> could all be asking where's Jenna <laughs> yeah Alexis
1: uh said uh, one is uh for every time Stefan's not in class like what's he doing I just I just want to see a scene of Stefan lounging at home, maybe watching Judge Mathis, because what else does he do at 2pm, pretending to be a teen, not at school with no friends? Does he drive around in his sports car, blasting pop punk, as canon would lead us to believe?
0: That was- I, just,
2: I picture him sitting on the porch, like, reading, just waiting for bunnies.
0: <laughs> I think every, I think it's safe to say, every character, when you don't see them on screen, is alone listening to Fall Out Boy in their room. <laughs> because that is the vibe that everyone has no
1: caroline's listening to 303 caroline is listening to yes (laughs) this is one of like two emails from kira so i'm reading the first one first because that's how you should do things uh (laughs) when you're smart hi i've been listening to your podcast it's giving me life i'm so glad i found it i'm glad you found it too thank you yeah uh i started watching vampire diaries my freshman year of high school when i was in season three it was right at the start of online streaming, so I watched season one on Netflix. But then my dad canceled his Netflix, so I couldn't watch season two. Um, you got emancipated, right, <laughs> Dad? I'm not going to live by your rules anymore,
0: Dad. How could you?
1: <laughs> right? Uh, this is a simple plan song waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. I ended up putting the DVD sets for season one and two on hold for my library. Aw. and the season one one came in, but someone was won't, wasn't returning season two. I understand that. <laughs> Look, I get it. <laughs> it was Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> next in line for six weeks wow uh anyways i watched season one on a loop until christmas when i received the season two box set oh dad made up for it good. good so i spent christmas evening binging season two in bed then i cut up with season three on the cw website and was able to watch live for the second half of season three where i would watch the episodes multiple times each week awesome same girl when I first started watching, I was super nervous because I only had ever watched Disney Channel and Glee. So I read the books first and then turned to the show because I read them uh, and then watched them immediately. After I noticed a lot of differences, I wanted to mention a few of you that I thought were interesting. So many differences, so like we're not gonna like go through all of them because it's long. But thank you mm-hmm. for this, and obviously once you guys uh, learn how to get into the email,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google security is coming for us. Yeah, critical
1: <laughs> security alert. <laughs> yeah we, we talked before about how Elena's mean <laughs> yeah she is mean in the books she's a mean girl yeah why I still don't get why like I understand being a book curious to an example like why would you want that to be your protagonist like, on tv I don't know <laughs> she's a mean girl uh no I don't want that I want a nice girl a good kid
0: yeah that's not fun <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's notes that Jeremy does not exist. Uh, Jill's dream. Oh my God, maybe I should read them. <laughs> he said the lady has a five year old sister, Margaret. Here suggests possible nickname for Jeremy. Can we start calling Jeremy Margaret?
0: Ooh, oh, yeah, Jeremy's yeah. Margaret. Now. <laughs> oh, Honestly, no. that, like, yeah, he's Margaret.
1: Ooh, I don't like this. Stephen and Damon were attracted to Elena's confidence, I mean, bitchiness, because Catherine was weak and helpless fuck that shit Ooh. what I don't like that
0: oh so they kind of they like they switched it a little bit flipped it huh. but it's also like is not weak she's just kind Hmm, that's weird it's misogyny at
1: work is what it is uh, Carolina hates Elena for being more popular than her and is basically her enemy don't like that Mm-mm. ew oh I hate this so much god these books are not good <laughs> Stefan does not give Elena a vervade necklace, so Damon ends up compelling Elena to sleep with him. And this occurs the entire time her and Stefan are together. No, no, no.
0: That sucks. Yeah, it's a no for me. God, that is- That's terrible. (laughs) People wanted them to be faithful to the books? No, thank you. I, I think I'm happy with the changes that were made.
1: Yeah, uh- Uh, Earlier in the podcast, you were wondering why the Fells had a church. Uh, And this is because in the book, I actually knew this, the town is called Fells Church instead of Mystic Falls. I Mm. do know this. Yes. It is still hilarious that the Fells own the town. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Fells. Oh! uh, Another Easter egg is in Masquerade, when uh, Catherine is uh, getting dressed and says, Mrs. Flowers will think I'm a floozy. Mrs. Flowers is actually a really important character in the books. Uh, She basically teaches Bonnie how to be a witch, and all the kids hang out at her house. She's basically their Giles. I would say she's actually kind of like grams from Dawson's Creek.
0: Mm, okay. Oh. Some of this is like ringing bells for me.
1: Yeah. So basically like name changes. I guess I am reading all of these by the way. I'm like, I'm not gonna read it and then I did anyway. Uh, <laughs> Matt Donovan is Matt Honeycut. Ooh, sexy mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> I like that actually. I <laughs> let's go back to Honeycutt.
0: It's so cute. Honeycut is like it suits him.
1: Tyler Lockwood is Tyler Smallwood. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> and a body
0: who is of course probably not black body but is Bonnie McCullough. Mm-hmm. She, I think she's like a redhead in the in the book. Huh? She's like very pale and stuff. I don't like that. No, I don't like pale people. I keep saying she's like a, I, if, or maybe I made this up, but I feel like I have a lot of memories of everyone saying she's like a swan. She's little, <laughs> like, like I feel like I remember her being what? compared to a swan. I like this. this. Could be from one of my dreams where I lost my AirPods though. <laughs> swan body. <laughs> uh damon can turn
1: into a crow and make it foggy hell yeah uh, of course they did this in the pilot uh then they just decided to spend their money on other things uh let's see vicky's story of abuse goes much longer and much darker and it's actually not from damon uh but from the, the, the season two big bad uh oh from klaus <laughs> i think so yeah wow this is that's yeah, a lot of stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's, obviously it's like season two big bad because it's not trying to spoil for jill but jill knows
2: yeah
0: jill
1: knows what's up jill's an expert on the show Joe yeah. knows
0: everything. I mean, Joe wrote season two, so she you know, probably <laughs> has a little bit of knowledge about the books that she adapted them from. Anyhow, because I own the DVDs, I have access to the bonus features. Ooh, I love bonus
1: features! So of course, there are great bloopers. Uh, I've I've seen, definitely seen the bloopers before for the show. Morgan,
0: have you as well? I I, I believe that I have. Yes.
1: Yeah, because I remember the first one. It's like uh, when Dave and Stefan, and Catherine are playing football in eighteen sixty-four. Nina steals the ball and runs off, resting her hand on a statue flirtatiously. Then the statue falls and
2: breaks oh my god it is adorable
1: yeah i, I definitely remember it was, uh because one mason and damon meet at Jenna's barbecue damon stood his hand and says hi i'm ian <laughs> <laughs> oh one brain cell. pretty much every guy auditioned for damon mm-hmm. yeah uh, god it's if steven Arbor queen auditioned for damon i i want to see that <laughs> Joel, do
2: you want to see that i would love to see it um <laughs> but not, like, as the full thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Of course, they struggled to find Damon, and then Ian's people called, and he was interested, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew Paul Wesley was right for the role and makes screen test him and Nina during the scene in the graveyard. You know, when she f- falls into a tree. Falls into the tree. How could he forget? <laughs> the scariest thing. I hope you found anything I have shared interesting. Yes. Yeah, yes, we really have. Interesting. Yeah. I love Matt Donovan, and I love that you guys give him the love he deserves. Aw. Yes. Your podcast is making me so happy, especially with the new girl references. I can't wait to hear more from you. I'm sorry again about the Coal Slander, because there will be Coal Slander.
0: I'm very sorry. Um, I have a, an at from Twitter that I think would be good to read. Uh, Lola O asks, how long do you think it'll take for you to hate Matt? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you want to know how long it'll take? <laughs> Eternity. <laughs> <laughs> i love my boy he's stupid he's human he's sweet he's here <laughs> and he is mine yes yeah, sometimes i will be mad at things matt does and i'll be like you shouldn't do that stupid but um i think this i think how we feel about every character on the yeah. show <laughs> Yeah, if if I'm gonna hate characters for doing stupid things, then I'm not gonna <laughs> have many friends left on the show. <laughs> um, you know, because I mean, like, also like, shows up to create drama and conflict. Like people act rashly and impulsively so that the show can happen. Um, I guess I I know a lot of people don't like Matt. I know that that's like a popular take. Um, I I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> he's. He's nice. He, he's had a tough life. And um, I think that we should be kind to him. Well, I guess it's also in what we've discussed before with like
1: uh, both Bonnie and kind of Tyler, too, where like his existence is, can be at odds with our, our vampire leads. And, of course, you don't want to be on the side of
0: uh, the people who are uh, rightfully... <laughs> A disagreement with uh Damo and Steve yeah I just think that um I would I would encourage any people who don't like Matt to open their minds and open their hearts <laughs> and uh know that they can you can like characters that don't like each other you know like you're not betraying Damon by liking Matt or whatever just because Matt doesn't like Damon I don't know whoever Tell me what you don't like about Matt. We'll talk about it. I'll be nice. I won't fight you. I just want to talk. I, my voice will get higher and higher and higher until you can't even hear it anymore. And then we'll fight. And then we'll fight. <laughs> um, what about you guys? I don't know. I need to stop talking. <laughs> I feel like you kind of said it all, but Jill, you want to say anything?
2: I mean, I don't I don't love Matt, but I don't hate Matt. I'm kind of like, you know, he's there.
0: Magnostic.
2: Yeah, Magnostic. <laughs> hate you <laughs> sorry oh yeah i i don't think i can't i mean obviously i have not seen the entire series but as of right now there's nothing that matt's done that has made me mad i think
0: you got mad at him when caroline had to give a lot of speeches <laughs> i mean how would you not be that's
2: true i did not like Matt at that point mm-hmm. he was on notice he was on notice mm-hmm. but like he kind of redeemed himself
1: but like, yeah, even from the episodes we've watched since then, like, when you're upset with him, like, it doesn't usually last past the episode. Yeah, but like, by the end of it, it's like, okay, I understand why he did that or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's the, like, only human perspective. That I want to hear from. <laughs> yeah. Like, because, I mean, because a lot of the time, like, Elena is, her allegiances are so mm-hmm. tied to the vampires on the show that, like, even though she's human, she, like, doesn't count. So, like, the way that Matt can often be like hey what if we didn't uh you know treat human life like it uh was of no consequence and everyone's like shut up matt
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh matt um, and then kira's other question uh is uh, shaming us <laughs> As, uh, to let us know that bear me
0: slaps that's body and jeremy Barry. <laughs> did she provide any evidence there, there is a Okay, so there's a full
1: email, obviously. It's not just like, Bear Me Slaps, fuck you. It's not just that. Um, so let me. So the full title of this, uh, the, the email is, and we'll get the first part out of the way quickly, is Matt Davis writes TBD fan fiction and Bear Me Slaps. The first half, Carrie um, uh, mentions how we talked about fan fiction and said, maybe you don't know about Matt, Matt Davis' fan fiction, blah, blah, blah. Yes, we do. Um, we kind of talked about I mean, it was vague, but like not vague when we talked about Matt Davis and mm-hmm. uh, his problematic nature. So yeah, it's, I, I knew about his, like his uh, Alaric Elena fanfiction like back in the day. And it was like, it's funny when you think that everyone involved, like is part of the bit. Mm-hmm. It's not funny when you know that that's not the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all I have to say about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yes, yeah, so let's talk about the bear me of it all. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go take a walk? <laughs> uh, uh, I love this week's episode, but I need to chime in since y'all are hardcore hating on Jeremy. <laughs> I just have to say that as a 14-year-old girl, Jeremy and Bonnie had a really cute relationship that I was a big fan of. I know you guys find Jeremy to be just an annoying little brother and Bonnie is such a badass that seeing her with someone who doesn't match her feels weird. I mean, the sentence should just end there. And we should be like, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> we must let her speak. <laughs> okay, but I feel like they actually have a really great chemistry, and their flirtation and awkward dancing around that you're my best friend's kid brother is really cute. Uh, I made a TBD ship uh, collage that I hung in my wall uh, that had like uh, that had Elena and Stefan, uh, Elena and Damon, uh, uh, Elena and Matt. I couldn't decide, but eventually I settled on becoming this fandom soul uh, Matt and Elena shipper. Oh yeah! <laughs> and my last one was for Bonnie and Jeremy. They're just so cute. And I can understand finding Jeremy Dorky and Bonnie deserving someone more badass. Again, you could just end it there. <laughs> but she's 16 and Elena's dating a 100-year-old vampires. And Matt is, is both Caroline and Elena's ex, which we we have talked about that Matt thing a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Tyler is too testosterone-driven for Bonnie. <laughs> wow. Joel's face. Jill's meant to fight you. Jill's meant to flip a table. Uh, so I think a dorky cute romance in high school is the perfect thing to ground her after all the shit she, uh, she's been through and she doesn't need drama uh, i mean i don't want to like because obviously we talk about this more in future episodes why specifically bonnie getting jeremy is a disservice to bonnie on the list of disservices to bonnie as a character and cat mm-hmm. graham as an actress so i won't go into that there but like you gave us a lot of reasons why bonnie is better than jeremy in this
2: and defending them and like i i agree bonnie doesn't need drama but I think that Jeremy, who was gonna off himself to be with Vicky um like two seconds ago. Came up drama. <laughs> um
0: i <I'll>, drama. I'll here. <laughs> Jesus. I'll, I'll try. Um so I, I totally I do think the, the bet the best point in your email that I have no choice but to agree with is like the age thing. Like Look, I I am way more for Bonnie dating a guy you know two years younger than her than I am for you know Elena torn between two men that have been alive for over a century. That's pr- that's pretty fair. You you got us there. That one <laughs> that point I'm gonna definitely agree on. And I, I do think there are like I I'm listening to some of our season two stuff again and thinking more about it. I think there is an interesting narrative in terms of like the power dynamics within the group about jeremy seeing how much the magic is like taking a toll on bonnie and kind of being stuck in this position where he is like the most vulnerable person and she is arguably like the most powerful in the gang and he doesn't feel like he can be honest with anyone about how much she's hurting and therefore he he like takes it completely upon himself to do all of the taking care of her. And, like, I love Bonnie having an advocate and someone who is, you know, aware of her and how great she is and how she deserves better. I just, you know, I wish that maybe um, they were, like, older and um, hotter and, uh, you know, maybe maybe someone who could hold their own a little more in scenes between um, him, them and Cap. But also...
2: He's nice. I will say, I wonder if I would be more into it if it did come later in the series.
0: Mm. Mm. Maybe
2: Mm. when Jeremy, like, matures a little bit more. Uh Right? I could maybe, potentially, possibly be okay.
1: (laughs) Really, Jill? Could you? I don't know you could.
0: It doesn't seem like it. We're trying so hard. But, like, if it's a shift that makes you
2: happy, then that's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. If you like something, you get to win. That is how I it, – it is always more fun to like something than it is to not like something. Yes, that is the point of everything we're doing. Even if we you disagree with us and we disagree with you, it, it makes you happy. Yeah. Just like, get horny. Oh, my God. Yeah, we will never tell you not to get horny. Like, <laughs> please, enjoy yourself. If I am this way about Tyler Lockwood, you can be however you want
2: to (laughs) be. Because I am embarrassing.
0: (laughs) And it's totally getting worse. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I feel like we should have, like, for lack of a better title of it, like, unpopular opinion corner in which we... Because now I'm feeling bad since we have someone who likes Cole so much Mm -hmm. uh, emailing us and... We really have not been uh, Cole supporters. So if you want to give us some reasons why Cole is good.
2: I will say in regards to Cole the character, Mm -hmm. um, because I know nothing. I only knew your guys' opinions, so I didn't know Mm -hmm. that people were, like, into Cole. So it's Mm kind of cool to hear that that does exist outside of our podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To to hear the world. I mean, I did tell you about how people ship Cole body, so. Mm -hmm. That's
2: true.
0: Yeah. have
1: you seen them interact yet it keeps about that same level in season four too <laughs>
0: <laughs> like why would you do t- i i just i don't know why look but like, i don't know i mean there are people who like like i i you know i dabble in the riverdale fandom and i'll see like people being like you know veronica and sweet pea is really where it's at and i'm like have they spoken <laughs> i'm like where'd you even get this idea Idea. i don't where no idea truly no idea but people will make gift sets of them like but it's like not moments where they're looking at each other uh
1: Meredith goldstein uh says a question's from your boston fans we adore you oh. yeah we got fans in boston baby do a boston accent go morgan uh uh pack the
0: car and have it yeah and, uh go socks um wicked awesome <laughs> dunkin donuts dunkin donuts ben affleck (laughs) how do you like them apples oh my god
2: matt damon (laughs) jill do you
1: have a boston
0: accent for us um is it okay to say that i'm scared of boston accents (laughs) so fair but i do want to wholeheartedly say go socks yankees suck like love you (laughs)
1: love it um, number one question okay so as longtime tvd fans we know how problematic the damo caroline relationship is in season one we do, you mm-hmm. sure do. We, now, we now forgive it all because of the books it could be so much worse yep <laughs> it comes it comes up every few episodes i'm sorry i keep bringing it up but like you know it's, it's hard not to mm-hmm. so we just wanted to get your thoughts on this uh in the 1800s Though Stephen had some initial uh, not-compelled interest in Catherine, just uh, as Caroline did with Damo, the remainder of the relationship was all under compulsion. And nearly all of their encounters, including those in the bedroom, included some level of compulsion, which, as we know, mirrors Damo Caroline. However, when the show aired, and even now, there's no real commentary on Catherine basically being just as problematic, red, rapey, as Damo. What do you think? Is it the uh, societal expectation of women always being uh, the prey and not the predators? Um, I think it's because the difference is, like, Catherine is, like, a capital V villain, we like, we know this, uh, mm-hmm. so you kind of, yeah, it's on her list of, like, things she shouldn't be forgiven for, but, like, it's a long-ass list honestly, mm-hmm. and uh, like, with Demo, the, the issue becomes, like, the reveal that he had his humanity while he was doing this uh, the fact that you're pushing him at a love interest without properly dealing with this, mm-hmm. and uh, certain things that, when they finally do address it, it's not handled well at all uh, uh July, I will just tell you in season four they're going to address it and it's going to be bad oh good
0: yeah um yeah I, I would I would fully agree with you I'd say like it's I, I think that you're totally pointing out something correct and that we don't really dig into um like you know I think she and Stefan kind of have that fight a little bit like mm-hmm. subtextually and, and and textually in season two where he's like I was compelled and she's like no no you weren't you loved me before I did you know anything to you uh which you know I mean we all know that consent can start and stop at any time and uh things like that so obviously like even if Stefan loved her if he was immediately like his choice was stripped Mm -hmm. away because he was freaked out once he
1: saw that she uh, gave him the chomp and that's when she started doing the compulsion.
0: Yeah, which is very, very similar to the Caroline and Damon thing. The idea that they were like hooking up and things seemingly were normal. Uh, and then the second she saw his face, she seems to no longer be into it. Although uh,
1: we questioned uh, how considerable it was because of her like inviting her him into her home. Mm-hmm. And that would have had to do with some compulsion because this is Lizzie Forbes' home. And uh, uh, Caroline inviting some man into it mm-hmm. not seem like Yeah, I think I think we did that in like in, a, in an episode, not in like an intro. So obviously, us discussing that hasn't dropped yet because I don't think we talked about that until season three.
0: Yeah, because of those uh, TikTok comments or what? Yeah, <laughs> was that what it was that set it off. Yeah, that like made me furious. Oh man! Uh, but I think there is something like I mean, like like you said, Catherine is a full on villain. She manipulated both Stefan and Damon and like hurt them. And I think you have a pretty solid argument that there is some sexual assault uh, also on her list of uh, shitty, horrible things she did. Um, And it isn't something that they talk about beyond Stefan arguing about whether or not he loved her beforehand, which kind of doesn't matter. It's pretty irrelevant. Yeah. He's upset, but we don't really deal with his like trauma related to it. Mm hmm. But, I mean, I think it's something, like, worth talking about and something, you know, that's definitely, that definitely feels like gender is, like, in play here. The idea that, like, he isn't a victim because he's a guy is ridiculous because, of course, he is. Um, But, yeah, I think it is just that Damon, like, becomes one of the gang and is constantly, like, hanging out with them and we, uh, you know let him say shitty stuff to Caroline like you're gonna ruin the plan in front of everybody and I'm like bitch you're on thin ass ice (laughs) that ice is thin bitch don't talk to her don't look at her fuck off (laughs) meanwhile even if Catherine works with them she's like not part of the gang yeah she is she is not she is (laughs) decidedly an enemy (laughs) she's decidedly the one they all hate and I, I do love that I, I, uh, yeah, gosh, complicated
2: stuff. (laughs) Jill, thoughts? I mean, yeah, I think that's a, it was a great point. It's something that I never really thought deeply about. Um, But like both of you guys said, uh, she's very much the villain (laughs) so far. Um, And Damon is one of the main protagonists. So it's, you kind of have to hold your protagonist to a higher standard, Mm -hmm. usually. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he's number three on the call sheet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, he is number one on the call sheet, but it's different.
0: <laughs> call sheet talk. Uh, Yeah, finally, we're back. I- I- if you can get us a copy of the Vampire Diaries call sheet. I know there are people listening to this podcast who can get us copies of a
1: Vampire Diaries call sheet. Give me that Do call it. sheet. I want Give that call sheet. sheet. <laughs> Give me that belt. Mm. How have we been talking so fucking long? Because we're us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the second question is like a mind-bending question. It makes you think. Mm. Uh, we hope this one makes sense. Uh, one of us came up with this question after taking a, a quarantine it. <laughs> oh. Do you? Do you? Uh, so at the end of Rose, uh, Damon kisses Elena's head and compels her to forget that he loves her. Uh, he also tells her that Steve is the one who deserves her. So with that in mind, are we to believe that whatever happened next with Elena and Steve is because Damon compelled it to be so? Or do we believe that Elena, re- if Elena remains uh, with Steve, it's by her own free will? We always assume that Elena would get back with Steve after it felt safe. But upon this rewatch, we must ask, is, it, is that really the case? Or does Damon make it happen? The rewatch, especially uh, with the scenes with Amy, uh, have us thinking that when you compel someone, the order is very literal. And uh, Damon very literally says, I don't deserve you, but my brother does. I mean, I know, like, does she internalize that I don't deserve you, my brother does? I, this question makes me think of something in season four, so I don't want to get really Mm -hmm.
2: into it. So I'll let Jill answer. Well, what I was going to bring up is something in season three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you've seen it. Can I, I can't do that because we're not there yet. (laughs) We've already done a bunch of, like, things. No, we keep doing
0: it. I had a whole segue about Sage. Spoilers for season three. We, we said at the top. We're good. Gojo. Okay.
2: You might have to cut it out, but. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, if he compelled her to think that he didn't deserve her, wouldn't his first compulsion in the season three finale saying that she should get everything she wants override that? Mm-hmm. Oof, that's
1: uh, a <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, you can't really override compulsion. Though so that that could be the key to it not right working. You can't override compulsion. I don't
0: think you can be compelled to get everything you want in life. Like <laughs> she has no control over that. It's a it's a it's look. I'm obsessed with that scene, and I live and die for it. But I yeah, I don't think I, I also think that similarly like. He, that these are opinions also like like it's it's different saying like caroline's go find someone single to stalk that is Mm -hmm. a directive and she did find someone
1: literally single and she made sure he was single otherwise she would have moved on to someone else
0: whereas i don't deserve you i don't think that's not a directive yeah and my brother does deserve you isn't a directive so i i think it's the non-sequiturs don't count as actual compulsion. I, that's how I believe it to be.
2: But I wonder if you can internalize it, even though it's not a directive. Like, that can still be in your subconscious.
1: We'll discuss this in season four. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, but to briefly just highlight that scene where he says that he loves her and then uh, compels it away. Good scene, guys. Good shit. That shit hurt. But yeah, and we saying team
1: Sims and Goldstein. Uh, we're not a stranger. Know we are. We are yours.
2: Aww.
1: Cut by plum. Cut by plum. We Cut, do not plum, plum. want to be afraid. <laughs> True. And I have one more question uh, that we got from a to Starler Lockwood questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from Twitter. Uh, like uh just theoretical questions because one is if tyler hadn't killed sarah would he have grown up to be an ass like his dad Uh, i mean as we know plan c protocol means there was going to be a plan d protocol and everything through z so like he would have killed someone eventually but i don't know if uh tyler would become like uh dick lockwood had he not triggered the curse i don't think he i don't think i don't know that.
2: that kid had anger issues
1: he wouldn't have turned out well, but he wouldn't have uh, become his father because after like everything Mason told him, he'd be so terrified he'd be like a prepper. He'd be living
2: like in a bunker. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, in like in my mind, there was no way he was not going to become a werewolf um, at all. So if we're just like taking that out, I think he yeah he would be a shitty frat boy.
1: I I think he would just. The way it was hanging over his conscience, like the fear of killing someone. I So I think yeah he would like retreat and try to get far away from people. I don't think he just like give up like his fear and like become
0: a frat boy. Mm-hmm. Which I think I, I what I really like a, a thing that I think the show is great about is that it argues that, you know, if he tried to hide from life like that, the way the philosophy has always been. Like whereas like Stefan is like, Caroline, you need to be around that because you need to have a connection to your humanity to get through all of your problems, like dealing with being a vampire. I don't think it would be good for Tyler to be away from people. He needs like kind, loving people who have a good influence on him around to grow and to change. So if he had like stepped back, I don't think we'd be looking at a good situation for uh. Poor Tyler. Aww. and I do think that he grows
2: a ton after killing someone. <laughs> 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 um, but I feel like before he triggers the curse, um, he I feel like that version of Tyler would be scared at first, but then eventually be like, "No, it's like it's not real. That's not gonna happen." And so then mm. he go back to being like a shitty, cocky.
0: Yeah. Are, are we also eliminating Mason from the equation then? In that case, yeah. Like would Mason have still died? I guess. Would he still be around to give advice and stuff? I don't know. Yeah, but I th- also think, like, Mason bailing on him hurts him so much. Like, like the idea that he's gone, but, or, you know, he thinks that Mason bails on him, and it hurts him so much.
1: Imagine he doesn't kill Sarah. Okay. But he's still, like, wondering, you know, where Mason is. Cause he's still going to call Mason. Mm-hmm. So we still uh, get Miss June uh, who we called—that's who we call Jules, by the way. Oh yeah, we—you guys haven't heard that yet. It makes no sense, even within the episode when we start doing it. But it's what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So he would still call, and she would still be snooping in Mason's home. So she would still show up in the floor in a truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. I, I don't know. I feel like she would make him trigger his werewolf curse. Would so you give that this child?
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, Catherine would have still been around and Catherine wanted a werewolf. So I think she just would yeah. have kept trying. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if he had somehow, you know, gotten out of town before she could do it, then I think he would have just isolated himself and it would have been a really bad time for him. Uh, you know, not saying it's worth uh, ending Amy's life. Uh, you know, oh, Sarah's life. Is- Sarah's life. Oh, right. Amy's life was ended by Catherine. Yeah, for for no reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, but uh, you know, the Vampire Diaries in human life. I mean,
1: again, Sarah was the worst. She did that a little <laughs> stare trick. She pretended she was dead,
0: which is some white nonsense. <laughs> Look, Matt failed, and if Matt <laughs> fails, then I can't. Yeah. C for call engage,
1: <laughs> and now. That we've depressed everyone with our very scenarios for Tyler Lockwood. I know. Yikes! We could end the mailbag, I guess. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Any more spoilers you guys want to drop
0: on on these shows? No, no. I don't, I hope I hope you like seasons two and three. Like they're really they're uh, they're super fun. I think we have a ton of fun in all of our episodes. Uh. I I, I guess I would ask, if you guys have ideas for bonus episodes you want to see or hear, things you want us to talk about, um, please let us know. And thank you so much for every, like, time we get, like, added on Twitter or people like stuff or review the show. It's just so, so lovely because we really are just, uh, you know, goofy ladies uh in our homes uh isolated <laughs> and alone or perhaps i'm just speaking to about myself uh but uh it's just so nice to know that people are listening to this and liking it so thank you uh thanks a heap
2: and i do hope that you uh join me on the trivino train because i will not uh stop posting dumb shit on the twitter
1: uh <laughs> y'all we warned you and
2: uh <laughs> I don't think people weren't ready. No. Mm-mm. I'm not going to apologize.
0: <laughs> people weren't, like, flabbergasted. I will say, listening back to the beginning of season two on the podcast, I am so flabbergasted by you falling in love with Tyler. I was like, because now it seems so normal to me. And when I'm <laughs> listening to myself be like, okay, like, I'm like, Morgan, you idiot. It's Tyler Lockwood. He- he's Jill's. <laughs> that's just man of course it it was always meant to be
1: (laughs) we can save that uh yeah deleted
2: scene deleted
0: scene (laughs) um yeah I don't know do you guys have anything else you want to say
2: I mean I get really excited when people interact with us on twitter so keep that up it makes me really happy (laughs) Yeah, Morgan's having, like, a Twitter fight
0: now on the yeah. the anti-Matt Brigade. I am? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. This person says Matt's pointless. And, oh, I'm so sorry you don't like him. I, 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 part of me wants to fight you, but the other part of me is like, look, he, i get it like if you don't <laughs> like matt like it's not like he's the most important character on the show like i can't fight with you if you don't vibe with him you don't vibe with him and and i and that's just that's just the deal Sh- i'm shrugging you guys can't see it um if you're <laughs> listening to it. but i'm but i'm shrugging oh uh
1: I, this actually reminds me now that matt talk uh <laughs> One of her other things was about how um, we said uh, recently on the podcast, like, we don't understand how they keep treating Matt like he's the hottest guy in the show. Because it was like when Michael brought, like, canonically, do, it's like Matt's supposed to be the hottest oh, guy yeah. in the show. It's not that we don't agree with that, or think that shouldn't be the thing. It's just like, because I was listening to an episode, like, I, Matt, like, Zach Rorick is too chiseled for me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like he seems like he's made out of marble. And <laughs> that is too much for me. And with at least with Paul, like, I remember a time before he was chiseled, mm-hmm. so like I, I kind of just kind of still see him as that. Whereas Zach has always been made of marble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's weird. I get such a boy next door like vibe from Zach. I'm like, this is just like he's a boy. <laughs> like it, like because all of the other all of our other guys are either vampires or they're werewolves uh, or they're fighting people all the time or they're Jeremy Gilbert, and I'm like that. <laughs> Matt you could just you could just get a get a soda pop with and just chill out you know <laughs> I can like go to the movies with Matt and it wouldn't be like a whole big thing you know like I wouldn't have like no one would interrupt us to try to kill one of us where's the excitement <laughs> well depending on the movie we see maybe it's on the silver screen I love cinema.
1: (laughs) And I think that's where we should end this mailbag episode. So fucking stupid. (laughs) Thank you everyone for asking us questions and like just sending us emails and tweets and comments and just telling us your vampire diary stories. Uh, Send more. We love it. We'll do another one of these. Some help be dumber. So, I mean, like I said, we've watched the first three seasons. We'll be starting season four eventually. Mm -hmm. And... uh, takes are getting hot baby. That's true. Jill
2: is terrified. I Yeah I'm so concerned. I have no idea where this is
0: gonna go. There's a lot of really fun stuff in season four. We're just just gonna have to have some tough talks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No two ways about it. Hey we get the backdoor pilot for the originals also. Oh Michael's gonna gonna lose his mind. The boy corner uh (laughs) section on that episode is going to be uh strong. I you know who the number one boy is for that episode. Tyler. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> oh my. I actually am curious as to who will be the number one boy. I mean the boys will be battling in mm-hmm. the top spot. Bye everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.